Hello and happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. Oh, I guess I'm not on. I said go live, but yeah. it didn't do it. Okay. Here we are. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. I am Kate Dillon from Crate Insider. Put our names up on the screen here. And uh, the person texting next to me Sorry. is Steve <laughs> Hendren from Hendren Racing Engines. And I don't know what, I mean, people, some people don't understand that we're on a podcast or yeah. this happens like almost every single week. What so. does? That you're that somebody texts you like right oh, when we're starting. Right. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens yeah. a lot. Well, that was an important one. So okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hey, things happen. Well, we've had an eventful weekend. Yeah, we did. It was actually, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that what we're gonna yeah, go? It was with a it? good week. It was a good weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was a damn good weekend. Well, we other than me driving 15 hours. <laughs> well, the alternative was with me driving your charger. Well, that's and true. Then, <laughs> so your choices are you get to either be frustrated that the people in front of you aren't going fast enough, or you'll be frustrated that I'm not driving your car fast enough, or that I'm driving too close to somebody or something with your car. Well, I mean, the rule of thumb is if you're on an interstate, which we were pretty much on all interstates other than just a little PSA short, short section of road. For who needs to hear it, which is probably not the people who watch our show. No, no, but, I mean, yeah. So 15 to 20 over is the rule of thumb. If you're going the speed limit, say the fuck out of the goddamn passing lane. Okay. Well, that just offended a bunch of people. Um, yeah. You're throwing some GDs out there. Oh, so. I'm realized I said it. Yeah. Yeah. You Sorry. Did. You did. Uh, and that was the only part that was offensive, but um, I haven't heard 15 to 20 over. Cause I've always heard like, if it's 65, you're pretty safe up to 72 you know, 70, you're, you're, you're good, like right under 80. I was 15 to 20 over the entire way to Pittsburgh. Uh, sometimes even over that, depending on the line of cars that we were in mm -hmm. and didn't get a ticket, came back, did the same thing in the rain and mm -hmm. didn't get a ticket. So, yeah, well, great. I, I love how you actually throw out there. You, you, you go ahead and tell about the laws that you break. <laughs> on a public channel so that's always fun that's that's, that's a lot of fun there yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway it's kind of fun on the way back because you're you know all like up in someone's like not that you're tailgating but you're darn close that so you can't even see around the cars and and i was like okay go for it all right you got runway let's go let's go let's yeah, go I mean, you gotta have a navigator so you were like navigator yeah so, i didn't really want to be a navigator like, I just can i pass to... this asshole in yeah. the slow lane? Yes, you can. All right. Great. Go. You got runway. Go. Go. <laughs> go. Go now. Go now. I don't know. You got a little hole. You can do it. <laughs> That's what we did for the last two hours of the trip. But I was all stoked because the Charger got like great gas mileage on the way up there and the way back. 
Yeah, even if, even though probably because it wasn't downshifting and upshifting a hundred times going up hills. Yeah, it, it was could, like the only time it downshifted was like going downhill in cruise control to keep me from like totally annihilating the speed limit. Yeah, barreling <laughs> into people. All right, we got a bunch of people here, so let's say hi to some folks. See, uh, Scott's here. He says hi from mild and sunny California. We saw that the Bill Hendren Memorial had to make some schedule modifications. Hope you're all home safe and dry with hurricane stories. I mean, it just <laughs> rained. It it, well, it didn't rain on Saturday. Friday night. Yeah. yeah. Saturday. And then, I mean, our hurricane story would be coming back home on Sunday that, you know, kept bringing up the radar and it shows that there's no rain. But Except it, for when I look at the windshield, there's raindrops. It did this misty, horrible shitty rain the entire way back to, to the North Carolina state line. As soon as, as, soon as we crossed in North Carolina, it cleared up. Yeah. You know, there, there is worse rain though. I, oh, yeah. I think it's worse when it just only barely kind of sort of miss. And so then your windshield wipers don't know whether they should be on or off. And then right. you're at some point you're hearing and you're like, Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, exactly. like make up your mind, either do one or the other. Yep. Yeah, so that's good. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about those schedule modifications yeah, yeah, we, in a minute yeah. here. And Mikey's here, says happy Monday. And Jeremy's here. What's up, guys? It's great to see you here. And Mike's here. Hello, Kate. I get, <laughs> I get it in all caps and, and Steve. <laughs> low man on the totem pole here. <laughs> no, low man is actually a good thing. And Mark's here. He says happy Monday from Arizona. And Mikey says, How's low man a good thing? You're like looking at everybody's asshole up the totem pole. Um, well, no, I mean, on a totem pole, the place of honor mm -hmm. is at the bottom. I got you. Just it just okay. is. Well, you know? I, I would think it would be awful because, like, literally, you're like looking at everybody's asshole the entire way up the totem pole. Um, yeah, well, you know what? But you don't have to climb the stairs. You get the, you know, you get to be on the first floor there. No, I mean, that is legit. It's funny because it's such an opposite metaphor. The low man yeah. on the total pole, like you're the, the worst one. But no, I mean, that's the one you're eye to eye with, I suppose. Right. I don't know all the rationale, but I, I just you. do know that okay. the actual low man on the total totem pole is the one with the most status. I got you. Yeah. And uh, Mikey says, let's start it off with a bang. Pineapple pizza for the win. <sighs> Nasty ass shit right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. And Robert's like, amen. I'm sure he was <laughs> talking about you and your driving. Um, and speaking of pineapple pizza, Brandon uh, Reynolds. Well, no, that anyway, different Brandon. I was thinking of with pineapple pizza. So you've Brandon now, you've now con connected Brandon Reynolds to pineapple pizza. I didn't mean to different Brandon. <laughs> so um, Darren's here from California. Actually, I don't know where Darren is right now, but uh, you know, he's, he's from California in that Tahoe area supposedly oh alleged, allegedly, allegedly allegedly all right mark says anyone notice that now that gas prices are through the roof there are a ton of people who refuse to get going on the freeway now <laughs> everyone is trying to save gas and won't get the heck going the fuck out of the way well there's that exactly yeah, yeah it's, I, you know and it's usually like it's always like minivans and dudes in jacked up pickup trucks oh my god <laughs> Yeah, it is a lot of them. So it's Karen and Darren, like holding up traffic usually nine times no, out of ten. I thought it was like Kyle. It, it could be Karen, Ken. It could be I, I, Kyle. Yeah, Wait, I, I don't be. know. Has anybody uh, landed on the the masculine version of Karen 
Is it is it Kyle or is a, it? They're all Karens. <laughs> <laughs> so. And uh, Mike says uh, there are no speed limits unless you get caught. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, Alan says if you're if we've got towns, if you're one mile over, you will get a ticket. Oh, I believe it. Well, especially in Pennsylvania, I, you know, we weren't yeah. we weren't uh, on the parkway. No. Uh, tell me what's funny. The pike. We weren't right. on the turnpike. Well, the turnpike. <laughs> uh, I think what was funny is that the first toll we went through. We, <laughs> it was four dollars and twenty five cents go through on this damn toll road in West Virginia. And it was the shittiest road we were on the entire time. Well, for about a half a mile. And then it was really nice. But it's well, like. Well, no, it was really nice. Like, that, you were like on your computer the whole time doing shit as I'm I driving. Yeah. So, no, it was not that good. Well, it was <laughs> at one point. But anyway. Okay. Yes, I was. Definitely. I was multitasking. <laughs> I was using productive use of my right. time. I had my little mobile internet. It's awesome. This little box gives me internet like wherever I am. I love it. Love it so much. All right. And okay. Now we got a question here. Robert mm -hmm. says, yep. what the hell is a Mullins crate motor that says 90 horse horsepower plus with the motor being sealed? How can it be sealed and be legal and get 90 horsepower extra? It's a 100% lie. Um, you know, unless it's completely che cheated up. And I don't know anybody that, that Mullins seals engines for that he's certified through. So I don't. Uh, it had to be a cheater motor and like the fake GM seals that you get from Brzezinski or something. Um, well, I, I think there's another option. I don't know the answer to this question. I mean, you have to, I'm speculating. I don't know. I've never seen that ad. So, well, you have to talk to Chad Mullins, right. but I don't necessarily think he's trying to do like actual crate motor. I think it's the open, the open motor version that runs with crate motors in the IMCA. It's my speculation. I, Again, I, 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 have no I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if it's a crate motor and it's 90 more horsepower, it's, it's not true. If it's a crate killer, which I think there's guys that do those, he may be one of them. Well, yeah, he's then the one it, who started it could, that. It could be. Yeah. yeah so it's know. kind of like a, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Talk to. Yeah. Him. I ain't got nothing against guy. I mean, he's got his own business, but I'm just saying if it's supposedly a, a crate engine, this 90 more horsepower than no, that's not true. Yeah. Um, Alan's here from Delaware. And 90 more than what? So that would be my question. Um, Alan is here from Delaware. And thank you, Alan, for buying some candy bars last week. I have exciting news to report. Yes. Addison Radford won the candy bar selling contest <laughs> at the elementary school. By how much? I don't I don't know, but probably probably an well, absolute. Well, the problem was we couldn't even get candy bars. Oh, I know. That was the problem. Like, we were like, hey, come on. We got like four more boxes sold here. And <laughs> they're like, yeah, but we don't have any more. And then the contest will be over. There's not even time to ship it or something like, well, I mean, what kind of fundraiser planning is this? I mean, come on. Like, yeah. So anyway, thank you to all of the folks who supported the candy bar situation. Uh, we're definitely grateful. And she's so excited. She got a hundred dollar bill. Oh my God. Yes. I'll bet she, her little scrawny ass is like. Yeah. Totally well, uh, Tori sold, sent me a you know, couple video mm -hmm. clips this afternoon and they said her name on the intercom. And, oh, wow. Yep. It said that the winner of the contest. And then they had some candy left over because we haven't even been, been able to right. fulfill all the orders that we had. Mm -hmm. So Tori's messaging me saying, hey, they're, they're I still asking have a box us. In, in, 
Yeah. Yeah. They're asking us if, you know, if we want any more of these candy bars. I was like, yeah, I mean, we'll take them because we <laughs> promised you, you know, people wanted these. Absolutely. And so, yeah, we did. So That's big congratulations cool. to Addison Radford. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, big thank you to our audience for, for supporting that. Tori's mini me and mini evil assistant. She's my mini me too. She, she's going to grow up and be just like me. I hear you. Yes, she is. She's amazing. Amazing little girl. All right. And Darren, I mentioned he was, I think he's from Tahoe. He said, just got back from Alaska. Time to find a few races. I knew mm -hmm. he was doing some work up in Alaska and just haven't, and just haven't been on, uh, um, I've been on social media a whole lot. Seems like I am because I make all these videos and things, but. Well, my, 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 my account got banned. Yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> There's not much to say. Apparently, I posted too many Hunter Biden memes, and they banned my shit. So, yeah, and you've been in Facebook jail. I mean, we're talking like he's not in Facebook jail anymore. He got the message that they are deleting his account. Potentially, Suspended. I filed an appeal, but you know, with a bunch of left wing assholes from California, who knows what the hell's going to happen. Well, I think the crazy thing is that they're going back three years to stuff that you yeah. posted like three years right. ago. Somebody's offended, and and these are even ones that are just like only and, available and, to your friends. And literally everything I've been dinged on is Hunter Biden stuff. Wow, nothing else. I mean, there were some other. There were definitely some well, like, I, I, virus I, things that you have gotten dinged on in the past. Virus thing. Well, I'm trying to not say the word so I can get banned from YouTube. Oh, the Kofefi? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You can say that on YouTube. The, the, the thing. The right. thing. Yes, actually. But, but, but no, that, that was nothing more than like, you know, it didn't violate community standards. They're saying I violated community standards with Hunter Biden memes. So. Gotcha. Uh, Mike says, I'm surprised you folks aren't in Oswego, New York this week for Super Dirt Week. It would be a great place to set up a parts trailer, have a campfire, and drink lots and lots and lots of beer. Honestly, the beer thing sounds good, but as far as like dirt car series goes, nothing sounds good to me about dirt car series. So, Well, and the reason why we were up north is because it was the Bill Hendren Memorial Race. Um, this is a race that you held in honor of your dad. Mm -hmm. So I think we can talk about it now. And... Oh, what was amazing. So huge congratulations to you for all the hard work you did because you raised enough money to have a $10,000 to win race. Well, it wasn't a lot of hard work when you have like really great sponsors. Do not do that. I hate that fucking camera angle. Jesus. Uh, so it's not, it's not a lot of hard work when you have great sponsors, you know, and Without without those sponsors, this wouldn't have happened. Um, you know, I mean, we're looking at you know, FK rod ends, uh, Pro Fabrication headers, uh, City Chevrolet, uh, Rick Hendrick City, City Chevrolet. Um, we're looking at Daytona One Performance Lubricants. We're looking at well, Crate Insider. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, my family kicked in some. We're looking at Bob Bentz with uh, Sands Transmission up in Pittsburgh. And we're looking at my buddy with uh, West Mifflin uh, Collision up in Pittsburgh, uh, Scott Gunn. And then uh, Vicky actually got a couple for us. So it was like Kaiser Manufacturing. And I can't remember the other one that she got. Uh, I hate Is that not the close, to... close Racing Supply, maybe? I don't oh, was it Hovis? No, Hovis, Hovis. Hovis is a series sponsor. Yeah. I can't remember the other one she got. But anyways, I'm, and I apologize. But no, without those people, you know, none of this would have happened. Mm -hmm. and you know, it was just phenomenal. 
And what was supposed to happen was on Friday night was going to be 4,000 to win. And you were going to have two Blue Hunter Memorial. Yeah. So Friday night. Oh, well, of course, Pittsburgh Motor Speedway. So, you know, Miley's, uh, you know, and they they were going to make the original plan was Friday night was going to be a 4,000 win race, which the Miley's were covering mm-hmm. completely. And so that was, would be PPMS was covering that purse. And then Saturday night they were covering uh, a certain percentage of the purse. And then I was making up the difference to make it 10,000 to win. So that was the, the original plan. Um, unfortunately, Lucas oil canceled Saturday night. No, they closed. They canceled. They canceled the show. They canceled the race Saturday night, but they canceled it Friday morning. Yeah, they knew. So we knew we would get Friday in. Mm -hmm. But Lucas was like scheduled to be there Saturday. So they canceled in advance because of the way the weather looked. And honestly, by then, the weather looked like it was going to be shit. It was really up in the air until then. Yeah. And then so we made the decision, meaning myself, uh, uh, Matt Miley, Matt Miley, and Vicky Emig. We made the decision ourselves. Gosh, drivers meeting was five fifteen. I think about four forty five. We're like, hey, we're just going to do the ten grand a night. Mm-hmm. So. He had forty one cars there. I mean, the, the, the 41 cars thought they were going to be there for 4,000 to win. Correct. What a great surprise to say, oh, and by the way. Yeah, we're yeah. going to do 10. <laughs> Whoever wins tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, no. I mean, the idea was, like, I had sponsors that 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 stepped up and did what they did. So we were going to, like, fulfill our obligation to the racers. Mm-hmm. And we had 41 cars for 4,000 to win, which is what they thought they were all coming for. And, you know, I, I, I assume that they thought that we were going to do like all promoters and all series where it's like, oh no, we're going to hang on to the money and we'll do this at a different date. No, yeah. it wasn't, that was not going to happen. No. So we, we, yeah, we do a seven hour one way road trip once a year. That's yeah, it. No. Right. Yeah. Speaking of killing each other, I don't think we could do more than one of those a year. No, God, no. Uh-uh. No, no. But at any rate, no, it was, it was, to, to me, it was a no brainer. Um, we thought of alternatives. Uh, we honestly did. I mean, we we're like, Hey, you know, Hey, what if we do it next week? Stuff like that. But there's no way I could be there. There's so it just came down to, Hey, let's I, here. I got the cash with me. I mean, we literally took up 20 something thousand dollars in cash mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, let's, let's do it tonight. And I absolutely think that was the exact right decision. Unfortunately, because of the weather, I know we would have had 50 plus cars. Yeah. Well, you already because knew more had, guys that were coming. Yeah. I had guys from down South coming, I, you know, Vicky had guys from, from, you know, other places coming. We know we would have had 50 cars mm-hmm. at least for 10 grand. Yeah. With rush series. Yeah. So I feel pretty excited about that because there was another series that had a 50,000 win race and they only had 54 cars. Mm. And that was like the week before. Okay. So I'm really excited with what we well, had. It was pretty amazing to have that many cars. Even, I mean, the weather was still pretty sketchy. I mean, we didn't go through any rain no. on Friday, but there were plenty of other places that had rain. And if, you know, if it's hard, well, when, if it's raining in your backyard, you're thinking, man, I'm an hour away. Could that, could they really have escaped the rain? As we were teching the winner, or I, I don't say we, I mean, I was not teching, I was not part of tech, mm-hmm. but 
as Mike observing. Ingram was teching the winner and stuff like that, and and Vicky's tech man, you know, we're I'm like sitting there looking at the radar and looking at the forecast. It's like 90% chance of rain at 11. And then it would be like, no, no, now it's at 12. No, no, now it's at one, you know? So fortunately we were able to get through the entire everything and, and it all turned out really good. And the race was fucking phenomenal. So if no, if nobody's ever been to Pittsburgh motor speedway, please go. It's amazing. Oh, it was incredible. I, I love watching a really good race. And so uh, I think Kyle Lucon was was leading for most of it. He led up to the last five laps. Yep. And, and then, then back yeah. and forth with Jeremy Wonderling. It was yep. a battle. Um, it was clean. I think they got a little bit of bump, but nothing that no, was, it was like, just, it was just racing. Good, it's 10 grand on the line. It was yeah. good hard racing. There yeah, was right. no, you know, they yeah, got out and shook hands. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and the sportsmanship is one thing I really, I just loved to see is the great sportsmanship and the gentleman that finished in third his highest finish ever oh ben scott ben scott yeah yeah he's from delaware he drove six and a half hours to get there like we drove seven to get there so yeah i mean we're talking this yeah this we weren't dude, pulling a trailer no we weren't pulling a trailer no. so you know i mean yeah he, he he actually came from like 16th to third i think it it was good yeah and it was only yeah. the second time he'd raced at that track this year or something he did I mean, an incredible and it was job. actually his best it was his best finish ever in the uh, Rush Touring Series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think that's a victory right there, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's exciting. Um, all right. We got some more questions here. So uh, uh, Mikey says, is Steve making the trip to race Logic in January at Hammond Motorsports? You're not going to that one. I'm not. No, I'll no. be at the one in Pennsylvania uh, mm -hmm. for the dirt late or the uh, crate late model class. Yep. Um, but, of course, I'll be at... Uh, Hammond Motorsports in in Iowa in January. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> I am, lucky, I am, lucky you. <laughs> I am looking forward to going to Dave's shop. I right. really am. I, and I've heard great things. And and hopefully Dave and I will get a little bit of time to maybe, you know, shoot some, some videos other videos stuff, that yeah. we want to do. Um, I mean, obviously, we're going to try to shoot some at the Cars Racing Show. Oh, that's my big announcement for today. Anybody who wants to come to the Cars Racing Show, we have... Uh, ticket registration is now open. Nice. So you can go ahead and get registered. It's $10 a ticket. You'll save $5 from that on the door. And I know something that Jimmy and I are going to be working on. My brother who organizes the show with me is we're going to be, you know, like reaching out and getting some gift cards. Maybe we get some giveaway things and, and that's going to go to our attendees. So the sooner you register, the soon, sooner we don't, I don't have any specific announcements right now. But it won't be long and we'll have uh, have some kind of surprise giveaways and things. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be good. All right. Alan is here. He says, what are your thoughts on the crazy story about the two race cars that were stolen down in Ocala that were demolished and buried with an excavator? Craziest thing I've ever seen. Honestly, I haven't heard about it. I haven't either. No. Wow. Yeah. I, honestly, I haven't heard anything about it. Well, I, I, I do. Well, go ahead. What are your thoughts? Go for it. No, no. I don't have any thoughts on it because I haven't heard about it. Uh -huh. So I, I just don't know. Well, I have thoughts. And my thought would be, this is why I got involved with a GPS tracker called Track and Recover. And right. with that, you can hide these. It's about the size of a credit card, about <laughs> half inch thick. And even in a situation like that, 
it would ping and you would know exactly where your race car yeah. was or a lot of times hauler or the, a piece of equipment it's really the or whatever. trailers more than anything else yeah. when when i heard about that because you know the hard thing even in north carolina you don't need a license license plate for a trailer no if you're just going to be in state i mean if you're going to cross state lines you need a license plate but within the state you don't that's just a trailer tag yeah so. something like that so you know, with that, you, you know, what do you say? Hey, um, police. Yeah. My white trailer was stolen. <laughs> I mean, just sit on a freeway and watch how many go by in 10 mm -hmm. minutes. So, you know, the, those things that don't get recovered, but um, I'm going to have to find out more about this story. I haven't yeah, heard anything about the race car stolen. About it. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, all right. And another Alan, different Alan mm -hmm. says, Steve, just need your blessing. He needs your blessing. <laughs> my new 602 crate with about 20 races, has just failed the leak down. Uh -oh. Cylinder 3 is at 55%, and 4 is 42% mm -hmm. leak down. We ran the motor up to temp. As a team, we have decided to run it more. We have done a quality winter prep for now. Would you recommend something different? Uh, I would recommend rebuilding it, honestly, at that point. There's there's at no... 55%, I mean, you got you got an issue. Of some sort, especially three and four. I mean, that's kind of bizarre. Mm -hmm. So you got an issue going on there of some sort. Um, I mean, it's if it's legal for whatever series you're running in, then I would certainly look at rebuilding it. Um, I mean, 55% that's huge. I mean, now that being said, if it's been sitting for an extended period of time after maybe your last race or something, you just now run a leak down test on it, you got rings that are rusted up a little bit, you could have you know, carbon of some sort under the, under valves. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple reasons why you can have that leak down. I'd be curious to see what the other six cylinders are. Interesting. Okay. That reminds me of a story. Reminds me of, of in the eighties having my, oh, this is going to be a Kate story. Okay. It's going to be a Kate story. I had my 1976 Firebird, you know, carbureted, all of that. And one thing I had learned earlier was, you know, you get carbon buildup. So sometimes you just have to blow out the carbon and you know, just put the put the pedal to the floor. So that was always going to be my excuse if I got caught speeding. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to blow the carbon out. This is what my mom showed me. I, I never really get, I, I never got to use that excuse. Why are you looking at me? It's like, that was a legit story. That's Kate's story. Yeah. Kate's all right. Uh, speaking of Kate, Tori says, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, Addison is Kate's mini 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's my mini, mini me. Um, Jack is here. He says, a Lone Star 600 is October 7th and 8th at Devil's Bowl in Mesquite, Texas. Well, cool. yeah, great. That's coming up right around the corner. I don't know what that is, but. Um, it, it, obviously, it's a race. Well, I know where Devil's Bowl is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what the race is, yep. unfortunately. Oh, Steve says, turn that camera back on, Kate. That's the Steve cam. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Dave's here. And we saw Dave this weekend in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. yeah, he says, uh, from Dave Goble. Uh, thanks, Steve. It was great to hang out with you and Kate after the races. You're a stand-up guy and made absolute the right call to make it 10 grand to win. You are a badass. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, we had a great time. We we, we were up at the guns, uh, uh, like trailers and stuff mm -hmm. and bonfire and drinking some beers and having a good time. And 
being able to socialize. That's one thing I love about going to Pittsburgh is you meet like so many cool ass people and they're all those dudes up there who, who race are just stand up guys and just a pleasure to be around. I mean, it, I've never had a bad time going up there. Yeah. And we always get to meet cool ass people. So, I mean, of course we met last year, but, but yeah, this year was pretty cool because we got to talk like quite a bit. So make sure you come to that chassis school. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Race logic. Um, yep. I'll drop that in uh, racelogic.vip. Uh, and Hey, I appreciate a- the invite by the way, to the, to the, uh, uh, to the concert, but we, we honestly lost track of time because, uh, me and Kate, my, my best friend, Bobby Scott, he flew in from California on Thursday where we picked him up at the airport and he was there for the whole weekend. And, uh, we lost track of time because it was you, me, uh, Bobby and uh, Vicky and Mc- mm-hmm. we ended up hanging out all day Saturday and we just honestly just lost track of time. Yeah. So I'm going to put, Oh, I don't know how I ended up with a, uh, uh, I will hide this and edit. Um, but talking about the race logic chassis school, you know, there's just all these things going on and there we go. So I'm going to show that. And then I think I saw where, uh, is it, oh, I don't know. Is, is close supplying a car for that school or something? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to re- look at that again. Yeah, not that I knew of. Yeah. I, I didn't think we were going to have a car, car up there because yeah, no, Chip is coming up from CVR Race Cars. So yeah, I, don't, I, I don't think we'll have a car at that one. Okay. But, you know, of course, I could be wrong. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know what it is. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, I, spoke. I, I misspoke. Else? Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, racelogic.vip chassis school. Um, so far, we've got two of them going into January. So for our folks that race IMCA stock cars, that one's going to be really cool because that'll be da- Dallin and Damon Murdy. Um, Dallin just, uh, there's Damon, it's father's son. And one of them, the younger one, he's still in high school. And mm-hmm. one, he, he won IMCA Super National. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, what do they have? Like, like 500 cars there or something <laughs> insane. Right. Yeah. That's a kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. That's the one that's going to be oh, yeah. at uh, Hammond Motorsports. Yep. And then the crate late model class is the one that's going to be, well, it's it's interesting. It's in the same location where Rush has their banquet yeah. each year right. at Event Center. So, yeah. So just, just kind of throwing that out there for some ideas there for you folks. All right. And oh, we got some more. And Tommy's here. Says he's here and watching. <laughs> and Mark says, what is the fastest slash easiest method of changing gear oil in a nine inch? I'm sick of getting the messy crap everywhere and wearing my arm out, pumping a gear oil pump, <laughs> filling the rear end back up. Um, well, then obviously, like the easiest way of doing that is going to be getting one of the, like like what you'd have like on a like on a dirt late model. So we've got like the rear end filler tanks, mm-hmm. which will hang from the deck. And then you just basically run a hose from there to the top of the rear end. And that's where you're filling it up from. So I, I, I know what you're talking about. Cause you haven't gone through the side of the pumpkin, but, but yeah, I mean, if you can like bore a hole in the top and, or the case and do it that way, that's the way to go. Good answer. And Josh says, Hey, do you guys do, um, anything other than crate motors? We used to, Josh, honestly. I, I did a ton of super motors back in the day, steel heads, um, you know, li- limited stuff and and things of that sort. But honestly, right now, the way things are, I mean, we're so busy with the crate stuff and anything else. 
being 100% honest, I would be be behind on technology when it comes to more open motor stuff. So I always, I can give you some badass recommendations on people that I know who do, who do, you know, stuff other than great engines. Um, I got several friends that, that build <laughs> probably some of the best motors in the country. Um, but it's nothing that I would be interested in doing just due to the fact that we're so involved with the crate stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm at Crate Insider and I think about everything I sell, we'd probably go with a Chevy 350, but, um, you know, I stay in my lane. Well, I mean, there's plenty of crossover stuff that you sell, but I'm just saying oh, for, yeah. as far as, as far as we go, I mean, if I had to get back into it, I, I could, but the problem with like more open stuff, especially, you know, any, any higher end, like super late model stuff, or even, you know, even the, even the smaller stuff, like, you know, open street stock motors, stuff like that. I'd have to I'd have to do some damn research and talk to some friends as far as, you know, what's, what's current, what's modern, what's actually, you know, working. Good deal. And now Mike has a question. He says, maybe it's just me. But I get the impression Steve isn't a fan of the Super Dirt Car Series. Is it because of World Racing Group, the rules, or just a dislike of Northeast Dirt Modifieds? No. It's very popular in the Northeast. No, I actually love uh, Northeast Dirt Modifieds. I like the open stuff. Uh, as far as their crate stuff that they're trying to run, like 602 stuff, <coughs> um, I've heard where they're trying to make it to where you can't rebuild motors, mm -hmm. um, which I think is complete total bullshit. And they're going to step on their dicks and be a bunch of assholes. Even IMCA has realized you have to be able to repair these motors. You have to be able to rebuild them. Although they try to keep it hush hush. So I don't know. I've got, honestly, I've got no, no use for dirt car. Okay. And, you know, primarily because I've had experience with dirt car in the past and most of those motors are cheated up. So their tech is crap. Hmm. And then Ellen says 602 wise, big block modifieds, freaking love them. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Northeast dirt car, all other at nine to 10. I don't know what that really means. Um, but, and, and Alan actually has dropped in a link to the Facebook story. So um, I will, let me see if I can, I don't think I can do anything with uh, like copying the link yeah, or anything. So, so just like get it off of the screen, but I will definitely check that out that is just crazy crazy oh and uh shane is here and this is great he says hey, hey kate my lovely wife figured it out simple fix glad to be back um he messaged me today shane did and he mm -hmm. says hey i've been watching the show for some reason i can't comment and i'm like oh, wow. i don't know i mean if you if, you, if facebook isn't working go to youtube you know yeah. there's always a workaround <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> in my office we're always trying to find okay well i can't quite make this thing work so right all right how, how do i work around that you know um, so this uh, computer stuff. Well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, uh, any any time the power goes out, you like you have to reset all my clocks. Oh. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm the nerd girl for sure. And Mark says, "Oh yeah, use gravity. That's smart. Thanks, Steve. So good, good call on that, there, Steve. That was a that was a good call on that. Mm -hmm. I agree." Yeah, we've got the race logic and yeah, there's just all kinds of fun stuff. It's like we're kind of cruising into the off season a little bit here. Yeah, we're about there. I mean, getting close. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's October. I know Rush has one race left, so that'll be Lernerville for the for the uh, stampede. 
Okay. Um, I'm not sure about uh, Crate Racing USA. I, I know he's probably got several left. Uh, of course, I don't know what the Florida situation is with what they'll be doing down there, but we'll keep tabs on that. Yeah. Yeah. That Seeing some of that devastation just blows my mind. Yeah. And the size of that storm. So, you know, hey, um, for everybody who's here, you know, glad folks are safe. And, yep. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I mean, just being on the road as much as we have been for this weekend, I, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of news reports yep. or anything like that. And 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 you guys, I mean, feel free to drop in any any questions. Um, I see James says uh, the off season will be busy for Steve. I bet. <laughs> we we hope so. Honestly, <clears throat> I mean, last year we were just absolutely slammed. So I've got. I'm a bit tentative to believe what this year is going to be because we did so many rebuilds last year. And, you know, how much have guys gotten a race due to tire shortages and fuel prices and, you know, not only on road, but, you know, for the race car fuel prices, I mean, all the stuff, all the variables. So I don't know how much people have gotten to race. So, you know, our business is obviously we deal with people primarily with this disposable income of some sort. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to spend X amount or they got sponsors or whatever. Um, but how much did they race? Did they wear their stuff out? Did they not? Do they want new stuff? So it, it's going to be a big question mark going into this coming year. Yeah. You know, um, it reminds me, I mean, we haven't really talked about like the macroeconomic landscape. I mean, mm-hmm. I just made that like, I've got this big fancy word, <laughs> but no, I mean, there was a very interesting concept that one of the YouTubers that I watch a lot, that is my favorite, it, and that he was talking about. And like, we, you know, you look at this and you're like, there, you know, there's a recession around the corner and right. just with, with all of the, all the lineups, but at the same time, you know, you're hiring at every single restaurant, any kind of service job, whether from being a mechanic shop to con- construction, anything, right. everybody needs workers. So it's an interesting concept, but he has a theory that really the recessionary part about the job losses are really going to come from tech because they overhired during the pandemic and stuff. Right. And so where the recessionary part of it comes in is all of like those rich folks in Silicon Valley in the I know, Facebook is getting rid of like 20% of its workforce. Right, that's true. And they're who drew, drove up all of the inflationary costs. They're, that's who's buying the Teslas. Yeah. You know, like a, the lowest end Tesla right. is like $47,000. Right. So, you know, you have to wonder, is this going to be like a recession of the elite? And then maybe leave the rest of us middle class alone for a change. I don't know. Hard to say. I, I don't know. It's it's something that I am I am watching like a train wreck. I just am watching. Well, it. I mean, you can't look away. But no, I can't look away. I just can't. I can't help it. And so then, Bra- and then Bra- Brandon keeps saying stupid shit to get us into World War Three. So. Oh, for God's sakes! Yeah. <laughs> I mean- well, and that right there is going to be even more blue collar jobs. I mean, it, it's not going to make any more white collar jobs. Won't be a whole lot of blue collar or white collar going on if everything's fucking nuclear. So, <laughs> absolute idiocy, and just and just pissing away our money. Exactly. There are there's like a thousand better ways of pissing away mm-hmm. our money than going to war right. over something that, yeah, whatever. All right, Mark says we just finished our off season in Arizona. We race all winter. Get on down nice. here. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you guys do actually. Yeah. Yeah, you that's guys true. have a lot of big races coming up. I mean, you've got like the Wild West Shootout in January. I know that's yep. going on at the same time as the Cars Racing Show. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the the one big event there. Yep. Um, Joe says, uh, hi, on a 602 rebuild, do you use GM parts or aftermarket uh, They're 100% GM. Uh, if provided, you know, I mean, if we're racing by a series rule, which I don't know any series that that allow for anything aftermarket. Uh, there's some asphalt tracks yeah. out there that do. Mm -hmm. um, but no, anything series related, no, they're 100% uh, GM parts in order to reseal them and have my name attached to them. Yeah. I think the only other exception, you might have a, a few uh, dirt uh, series that might allow the, like for the 602s, I think for the 602 sprint cars where they allow the 604 oil pan, you know, because, it, because of the depth of the oil. Well, pan. yeah. Okay. You know, there's, yeah. There's that, a couple that, that, little, that would be an exception. Yeah. Yes, there's a couple yes, little parts switching. Well, talking, and even, even if we're, that. If we're talking street stocks or late models, then yes. Yeah. Everything I'm associated with, you have to use 100% GM parts. Well, well, and even that, you can't just use a champ pan. You'd have to use a GM pan. But, well, I mean, no, you can, you can use. You can use champ. A okay. lot of asphalt stuff. You can, you're allowed to True. change oil pans. Oh, and yeah. and uh, um, cams in some of the. So, yeah. Well, stuff. it just depends. That's yeah. what's so crazy about asphalt. The asphalt yeah. series are just bizarre with the rules. I mean, they change from. God, there's like four different sets of rules I know between North Carolina and South Carolina with asphalt. So there's, it's crazy what goes on and yeah. that's with cars and trucks and everything. And Don says ankle weights and wrist weights under the driver's suit at weigh-ins. <laughs> hmm, hmm, just a thought there. <laughs> now Darren has a, has a theory. He says digital currency is coming and all of us that don't comply will be screwed. Oh, well, that's what they're trying for is the fed coin. If we want to like actually talk, get into that subject, but, yeah, they, they, they want everything to go Fed coin where they know exactly what you got and who you sold it to and everything else. So, Okay. I, I'm going to tell you about the interesting conundrum that's going to happen in North Carolina, if that's the case. Because more than once, I have seen Steve go into a convenience store and had to teach a person how to use a debit card. Yes. I, I mean, I'm not making this up. No. It is like their first day with a debit card. And we've had debit cards for... What, 40 years? <laughs> I mean, 35 to be generous? No, I mean, but as far as the machine goes and stuff, yeah. Yeah. How much worse is that going to be? I, yeah, I don't know. Like, how, where? where's your crypto? Like, is it on a card? Is it, how does that work? I could, I could, I could go into a whole hour rant on this, but yeah, obviously we don't have time for that. Oh, Don's like, let's hear some cheating tricks. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think there's gray area. I mean, I, I got, my concept I, on cheating and you can take a, take a, yeah. take the torch here in a moment, but um, my concept on cheating is if they don't tech it, it's not a rule. Right. I mean, I respect rules, but if you don't tech it, it's not a rule. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I mean, engine wise, if my name's attached to it, then, and it's sealed under me. No, there's hundred percent no cheating engine related wise. Is there a way to fudge fuel? Is there a way to fudge exhaust? Is there a way to fudge corporation stuff like that? Yeah. And then that, you know, applies to the whole, if they don't tech it, screw it, ma'am, get away with what you can get away with. Well, that's gray area. Yeah. You know, if they're not going to ever check it. Right. Yeah. But most reputable series or reputable racetracks, they will actually have, especially in a crate racing scenario, they will absolutely have good tech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, probably more like the little body things that you can do with arrow, where it's oh body bodies are sheeted up all the time. Yeah, and there's what yeah there's yeah, but 
Yeah. Gosh, drop more more comments in there. You know, I think we, we had the question earlier, a, a little bit talking about rebuilds, mm -hmm. and it kind of came up. Let's talk about for for folks who are maybe new to hearing about this. Is are you really making a big difference in the engine? Like if you got a brand new engine out of the box versus something that you blueprint, mm -hmm. you know, are you adding, I know the answers to these questions, but you know, how much more horsepower are you gaining and what are you actually doing to these engines? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, if you'd asked me the same question 15 years ago, I'd have said, yeah, we're picking up power. Um, nowadays, can we? Yes, we probably can. Is it a minute amount? Probably so. It's not anything that's going to be the difference between winning and losing races. I mean, and I tell everybody now, because that, that's the first thing somebody wants to know. Okay, why are you blueprinting them? Well, because I'm doing what GM can't do, and I'm making them all equal. So you're talking anything other than a 525, CT525, anything other than that, so 604, 602, those are production line built engines. They're not hand built. Mm -hmm. So they're production line built engines and they're not all equal. So what we're able to do is go per the rules, per the book that GM gives to us saying, this is the spec on deck height. This is the spec on combustion chamber volume, all this stuff. We make every engine that comes through there equal. So again, we do what, what, what they can't do. The other thing is, is an, it's an insurance policy. So, you know, look, look at the crankshaft problems we had here a while back. We had crankshaft problems where there was stroke built into number two, three, and four main. We saw as much as a thousandth and a half run out on mains. Okay. I don't actually know what any of those. I know you mean. don't, but okay. Can some, you people, explain some people it a little bit? So anyways, you got one in five, uh -huh. right? Yep. You got four, three, and two main journal. One in five, if, if you put them on, uh, a uh, in a crank grinder and you index off one and five three four two might have a thousand and a half run out what's that meaning mean? if you're running three thousands bearing clearance the damn cranks touching the freaking bearing on one side and that's bad yes okay that wipes out main bearings oh yeah that's really bad so yeah i've got photos of this where you got one side of the bearing wiped, the other side's not wiped. Shit like that. I, 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 it's yeah, correcting mistakes, just fucking unreal. So yeah, correcting mistakes is a huge thing. Oh well, and, and, and you mentioned insurance. You've also seen where you pull off an intake manifold and seeing grind marks before. Too. Yeah, I've got I've got pictures of of a brand new cylinder head off a brand new motor. It's got grind marks in the intake runners. And the challenge we didn't do it. GM did it. But the challenge would be proving that in tech. Well, if a, if a racer gets torn down, they're going to be right. called illegal. They will absolutely be called illegal. So for that particular customer, I had to get GM to warranty the head, mm. you know, because I couldn't put it back together that way, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a bunch of different variables, but primarily the thing is making all of them equal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Honestly, you know, when you get it back from us or probably other rebuilders too, I mean, there's plenty of guys that do the same thing we do. Then you know you're going to get the maximum what your what the potential of that engine is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, Mike has a great offer here. He says, if anybody wants to go to Bitcoin and get rid of their cash, just send the cash to me. <laughs> I'll dispose of it properly. Nice. Good call. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, forget where Bitcoin's at now. It's I think it's right around nineteen thousand. Anybody can correct it's me. Dropped quite a bit then. Yeah, it has. Yeah, because it used to be over twenty, and now it's not. It was like thirty something at one point. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey says, "What's the difference between a fifty one oh six zero R and versus the fifty one oh six one R?" Ah, the sixties got. Go ahead. Uh, we're talking about oil filters for yes. anybody who's not sure what we're talking about. We're talking Works about filters. oil filters. I'm guessing that's the anti drain back valve. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and talk about that. The 60 probably has the, uh, what do you call it? The anti-drain anti drain back Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about why that's a disadvantage? No, no, that's no, fine. Uh, the, with that I will one. I'll let you take over. Well, I'm trying to remember from the video that I did. I do all this <laughs> research and I my bullet points. Um, so anti drain back valve. The reason why you've got that is because in some engines, not obviously not crate engines, where you would mount the oil filter upside down. What you don't want to have happen in an engine is for that oil filter to completely run dry when, you know, when the motor isn't running. So with the, the 60s, they're going to have what's called an anti-drain back valve, which is going to hold back that oil and keep it in the oil filter when the engine is turned off. You know, especially in this whole upside down concept. That's not what we run or how we run them in a crate engine. We All we're going to do is just cut down on flow and it's not going to be an advantage. I know Napa a couple times a year where they'll have the big blowout sale and it's always those that are like go yeah. for super cheap, but we'll get better performance out of the out of the other one, the 51061R, where we don't have an anti-drain back valve. We don't really want that in our crate engines. Did I do all right there? Okay. Did I do okay? I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. All right. Well, I'd lose anyway, but no, yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, I, actually, <laughs> I mean, I, you can tell how old my videos are by how short my hair was. <laughs> so I think my hair was like short when I was starting to do those videos. And actually, I don't think I even have a video. You know, I might have a video on that. I can't remember. Um, Pippi's going to join us now. What's up, Pippi? Because that was when um, R2C... R2C had oil filters, and that's when I was presenting all that information. So I may have taken that video down. I'm going to have to do that again. Okay. Um, great. And let's see. Don says the tricks are fun to hear when when they get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Josh has a question. He says, like for you to look at a 358 four-stage oil Wolfgang pump system DEI block. Just wondering if you do other than crate stuff. And he's in the Winchester, Virginia Speedway area. Okay, I'm in Winchester. Um, 358 four stage oil Wolfgang pump system DEI block. No, oh, DEI block. Okay, yeah. Um, like you want me to look at the engine or the I, I'm not quite getting it. Yeah, well, we'll uh, um, we'll wait for that follow up here. And oh, Don mentions uh, oil pressure issues too. So, oil mm -hmm. pressure issues with those other filters. Good one. And uh, BBQ79 says Hendron racing engines are the <laughs> best hands down. Thanks. Hands down. And Josh says he appreciates it. But yeah, with a little more information there, Josh, uh, try to get some answers for you. Yeah. I actually had a ca guy call today. This still happens. It's fun. Uh, where guys like, um, hey, I'd like to, you know, talk to somebody. I got, you know, quick tech question. Okay. Well, like, how can I help you? And he's like, well, uh, well, but I have a question. Is there a man there? That's pretty much where we're ending up with. So at some point, at some point, I'm like, okay, so what kind of engine do you have? 
He's like, well, I've got a Chevy 350 and um, it's going to a sprint car. And I'm wondering about how to connect the throttle linkage. And, you know, isn't there somebody I can talk to you about that? I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I'm about what you're, this is as good as it gets right here. So, and I, and I gave him some references, but I could tell that uh, number one, because he needed a bypass regular. Well, I've got one on the shelf, KSE. And, but I mean, I don't know how to hook it up. There's all these hoses. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're calling Crate Insider. Like, what made you think that that was, I mean, I, I don't know who he was trying to call, to be yeah. honest. I just don't know. Pretty, pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. You'll have but, yeah, the, it's the girl thing, which sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes being underestimated. Is there a especially. man there? Yeah. Well, they don't say that. <laughs> I know. They don't say that exactly. <laughs> Maybe. Well, he was from California. I guess they could have said, well, yep, this is, uh, this is Kale. <laughs> this is Kale. How can I help you? Change, I'm change a, your voice. I'm a, I'm a little gender fluid. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just turned into a dude. Yep. Call yeah. Me, you should probably talk to the girl. She's pissed now. Call me yeah. they, them. <laughs> call what? Call me they them. They them. <laughs> oh my gosh! And now, now I'm going to be the one getting us kicked off the YouTube. And <laughs> exactly. Facebook. Great. All right. You've been, um, all, you've been all anti-trans over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Okay, I'll, I'll come back to it. All right, Alan says, Kate and Steve, can you explain the six valve benefits of the ProCam fuel pump? Six valve. Yeah, it's a six valve pump. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, there's not. I mean, it's has to do with flow, but I mean, I'm not a fan of that pump. It's probably the most inexpensive pump that's out there. All it is is a copy of the old Holly pump that, God, we ran those. <sighs> Shit. Back in... California, when I started racing in 86, we were running those Holly six-valve pumps. And it's a direct copy of that Holly six-valve pump. And we had nothing but problems out of the out of the uh, valves. Okay, I'm so, ready to write down what it is, what kind of pump is the one on I methanol. should... Huh? What, well, what, what's a good... Well, right now, no, it's, I mean, it's a good alternative for everybody. But, I mean, no, it's, it's, it has to do with flow. So, I mean, no, it's a, it's a good pump per se, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you how old the technology is. Yeah. So at any point in time where you don't have to run a freaking mechanical pump, get rid of that thing and go to a damn belt drive. Cause mm -hmm. we're talking technology that was invented. God, it was even before I started racing. We're talking like early eighties. Yeah. But how old is a Chevy 350 motor? Well, I mean, that has that has nothing to do with it. I'm just I'm just saying that like this particular pump. Yeah, I mean, does it work? Yes. Is it functional? Yes. Does it do a good job? Yes. Is the flow high because it's got a, it's a six valve pump? Yes. But it's nothing as compared to I don't know like a race pump that Willie sells, you know, which is a mechanical pump, piston driven pump, and it, it and none of those have any you know any anything on a belt drive pump. Now, but with those race pumps, don't you really need to be running them with the Super Bowl system or something equivalent? Otherwise, the fuel no, pressure is too much for... Not, the, at, not at all. You got a bypass system, you can run a damn race pump. Okay. I mean, that's not... Yeah. Th th that so. was never explained to me from Willie. Right. I thought that, you know, this is so high-powered 
you wouldn't even take a chance no, running with a crate without actually having like this whole fuel system thing all. going on. Not at all. You can run it with a bypass. So long as you get a bypass system, you can run it. Oh, so. interesting. Okay. It's good to know. But I mean, back to that point, I, I'm just not a fan of that pump. Do we use them? Is it what goes out on standard combinations that we build? Yes. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Gary says, is it good to mix clots top uh, top end lube with X85? You can if you want to. Yeah, it's not going to hurt anything by any means. That uh, that Uplon is like really good stuff. Um, uh, John Klotz actually developed that for IndyCar when they were, you know, on methanol. So I've actually tested that back to back, you know, Uplon versus no Uplon in in X85, for instance, and there's no power loss mm -hmm. at all. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt. Um, I mean, do we use it? No, I, I, I don't use it anymore in our stuff. We use it primarily with CHP, mm -hmm. but uh, in the X85 that my son runs, no, we don't use it. It's not going to hurt anything by any means. So, Great. And Craig says, a lot of belt drive pumps, I have seen a few of them not start and lose prime more than once. Mm, it can happen. Yeah, it can happen. Um, but for the most part, I've never had an issue out of a belt drive pump. It was built properly. Gotcha. Uh, Don says, any word on the crate programs coming to an end of an era? No. Uh, no. That's been the rumor for what? Probably. Since it started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why I don't think. This is my theory on why I do not think crate programs are coming to an end anytime soon. Because when you read GM's annual report, they are all in on the EV revolution and developing this whole catalog of electric vehicles. Now, the problem with electric vehicles is that they're really expensive for R&D. So how they plan on financing the EV revolution effort is going to be on the backs of the profits they make from the trucks that they sell. And I would think that the engines that we buy, use, race, all of that really would kind of fall in that truck category. There will never be any electric cars without the truck sales. Well, considering that uh, the whole crate engine thing is like one of GM's, you know, most profitable deals that they deal with. It's so, just so much smaller. That's yeah, the only problem. It, it is, but you, you know, know, if it's you know, it might be way smaller because you're not selling a car; you're selling an engine. Mm -hmm. But it's like one of the most profitable things that they deal with. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, and back to fuel pumps. Then I'm going to get back to this yeah. other question from Brett. But uh, uh, Shane says, "Remember back in the Carter pump was old and reliable." Yeah. I mean, that's what you liked was the Carter pump. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but again, I mean, we're talking. It, it, Block mounted fuel pumps are like HEIs. We're talking, this is antiquated technology that honestly does not belong on race cars. If you can avoid it. I mean, obviously if you can't and you have to use one, then, you know, use one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what's the difference uh, between X85 and E85? This is a question from Brad. Uh, there's not. Uh, so X85 is just a brand name for VP. So E85 is going to be, you know, ethanol 85%. Mm -hmm. X85 is ethanol. 85%. So between fuel manufacturers, if it's their E85 variant, it's going to be named something different. So, you know, 
Sunoco's R85. Um, I, I don't know what uh, what Renegade calls theirs or base calls theirs or anything else, but no, it's the same thing. Yeah, and it's all about their brand and then what they're cutting. What's the other 15% of this? Right. What's, but what I'll tell you is like whatever fuel that they're using to cut them, you know, the 15%, they all run about the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, yeah. <laughs> we've tested back to back to back to back to back on all this stuff and it's all about the same. I really like VP because out of everything that I've mentioned, it's the most consistent. So when you're running E85, consistency is key. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Well, great. We're at the hour mark. That is That hour has just flown by. Do you have any other like last words of wisdom you would like to share, Steve? Mm, no, not really. I can't think of anything. Okay. I'll wrap up with announcements. Uh, again, we're going to have the Cars Racing Show, Racing Trade Show, January 6th and 7th in Hickory, North Carolina. We just opened up badge reg- registration today, and that is at carsracingshow.com. Um, also, RaceLogic Chassis School, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You can check that out at racelogic.vip. And that wraps up everything for us this week. Oh, there is one more announcement. Um, I, we will not have a show next Monday. Oh, that's right. Because where are you going? I'm going to St. Martin. I'm going to be on the beach. Hell, I might just do the show myself. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Uh, but I'll have my laptop with me. You could do it from your phone. I was like, hack it with a phone. You could totally hack it with a phone. Um, Tori could help you get set up. With the the things that you would need, there's a there's a there's a tripod right over there with a phone mount on it, so you could go live on your phone. No, I'll pass. Go um, get live with your iPad. You can connect it that way. <laughs> oh, I could make it happen, but um, in case you haven't realized, I do all the tech. So, that's... like I said, you set all the fucking alarm, all the clocks on the microwave and shit. <laughs> that's right. That 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 would be me. That would be neat. Oh, and Mark says, uh, picks from St. Martin or it didn't happen. Oh, there'll be plenty. You can watch out my stories. You know, I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, anybody who's not following me, uh, my Instagram is Kate Dillon. So I'm Instagram at Kate Dillon. I do actually have my own website, <coughs> katedillon.com. I talk about, I'm Kate talking about Kate things. So I talk about business and, and uh, yeah, I basically talk about business things that I like. Yeah, and just being an entrepreneur. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you so much for being here. And we will look forward to seeing you two weeks from now. Have a good one. See you.